Welcome to the Fifth Trooper Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Fifth Trooper Podcast. My name is Jay Shalansky and this is a beginner's guide to Star Wars Legion. And joining me this week, I'm really excited about this. This is Nima from Team Relentless. How are you, Nima? I'm doing all right, Jay. Happy to be here. Really yeah. happy to see you after yeah, what it's been like 10, 15, 20 years yeah. <laughs> when he, stuck in our homes. <laughs> when Nima first got on the Zoom call, I was like, how long has this been? 10 years? I don't even know right now. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so Nima and I have uh, faced each other in, in battle on a couple of times, uh, both at LVO. And and today I wanted to talk about the command phase and command cards. And Nima kind of came to my mind uh, because of our last battle. But uh, before we get to that, what uh, where can people find Team Relentless and kind of what do you guys do so, so people can, you know? Yeah. You know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so Team Relentless is a collection of, uh, we started as Legion players exclusively. Uh, we have uh, some some X-Wing players, some Armada players with us now, um, but we're a collection of uh, competitive, competitively focused players. Um, we have our, our pillars of uh, competition and um, ingenuity in in list building and, and play styles and uh, sportsmanship. These are basically the most important things to Team Relentless. And you can find us on YouTube. Um, I think you just search Team Relentless, you'll find yeah. us. Um, we have a website that's gonna be out soon. Um, there's sort of a placeholder out there. Uh, you might've seen our Synergy tool as well. Uh, that was basically the brainchild of Ben and I, wrote the code for it and it's it's been a pretty cool tool that uh, beginners have have said some uh, pretty positive things about awesome and so uh, would would they find that on your face probably on the team uh, relentless facebook page or something yeah i think there's a link there on facebook somewhere um it's also synergy tool.teamrelentlesstabletop.com awesome something like that yeah so if you guys need to pause and replay that to get that <laughs> <laughs> you guys can or or search them up on uh facebook but i can you know uh, uh brad is on your team too right yep yeah and yep. so so i can personally vouch for the last few years of legion on the competitive edge uh, all these guys have been you know nima's been uh, a judge at a couple events he's you're judging invader league now right you're one of the yeah. one of the judges yeah. we're and, in the single eliminations of invader league right now so there's uh in the next couple of weeks, there should be plenty of, of fun games to watch if you're into watching live streams of yeah. Legion. Yeah, and for any of you who don't know, uh, Invader League is the tabletop simulator online version of Legion that that, uh, that it's basically a, a big tournament that everyone around the world gets to join. So if you haven't seen that and you want to get some Legion and see Legion, check check out Invader League. But yeah, these guys have been in, you know, Brad does the table designs like uh, at LVO where when we last played, Nima and I, that's where Brad had designed the top two or four tables i think I yeah something like those that together yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. and he has a great article actually on our website on the fifth trooper.com talking about uh designing table layouts and stuff that you guys can check out as well so yeah you guys do great work you got a great team so yeah, thanks man yeah very happy to have you on so i want I'll, I'll let's let's do a little background uh history here so <laughs> nema is known as and this is such a dad joke and i'm sorry everyone but i call him my nemesis i love it <laughs> <laughs> we uh we met 
Oh gosh. What, so it would have been three or four years ago now at the, at the first LVO for Legion. Yeah. 2019, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. three years ago. So yes. Yeah, so round one of LVO three years ago, uh, we, that was the first time we had met in person and we had a great game. Uh, you took that right. And just barely. Yeah. It was a great, it was a really close it game. Um, and so uh, that was the only loss I had at LVO. <laughs> so well, uh, going into last year's LVO, we were, we, you know, you and I had seen each other said hi and all that. And then we were joking like, oh, wouldn't it be great if we kind of, that our last game was, and it turned out it was like, you couldn't have planned that any better. <laughs> but the final game, we, we ended up going on the stream table. So while we talk about this, for any of you uh, beginners, you could go to our YouTube channel and look at the LVO 2020 day one, the final, the final match. It's it's Nima and I on stream. So as we're kind of recounting what's happening, you you can go watch it in real yep. life and and see how I screwed up. And so <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good game. I think it is a is the first heat uh, first day. Yeah. So yeah, whichever video that one is. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Right. Yeah. Heat one. Yeah. Day one. Yeah. And so um, just to set the table a little bit, I was playing my uh, coveted double heavy list, um, which, you know, now double heavy seems to be the thing with the AATs. Right. But back then it was not the thing. <laughs> it was not. No. Jay's the trendsetter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe even, you know, stupidly so. But yeah. So. <laughs> Um, I, you know, we made it to the, the fourth, the fourth round, uh, and you were playing, uh, Sabine Leia list, uh, yep. rebels list with some tauntauns. Yeah. Yep. And we, we got moved. So we were going to not play on the stream table and then they asked us to do it. So, so we relented. Um, I didn't <laughs> want to play on that table because I knew it was like going to be a nightmare for deployment for me. Uh, and it was, I don't know if you remember that, but we, I think we called Keegan who was the judge at that time over like four, four times. Yeah. <laughs> he, he still hates me for that. <laughs> yeah. We made him make so many hard judge calls. Like, can my tank drive over that? Can I deploy here? Like, and uh, the funny story about that, too, is if you see the rules reference guide, so for those of you that are newer and maybe this is the first time playing, there's actually a new rule in there that came out not too long ago for oblong bases to deploy and, and arrange one deployment. And that was because Luke, or, or no, Alex was at LVO watching our game and seeing how much trouble I was having deploying. And so... <laughs> so that uh, that's the Jay Shalansky rule in the RRG. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, You're welcome. I think they they also gave us some new rules about how we can move over barricades or something like <laughs> yes. that and get cover yeah. from it because that was another contentious thing. Oh my yeah. gosh, yeah. So so that's kind of the early setup. Uh, I believe we were playing recover. Yep. Right, recover the supplies, which is real bad for my list. Um, but. You know, so so setting up, I, it was an uneventful turn one. I think we just were getting into position. Um, I had some sniper shots. I think you might have had some sniper shots, and your tauntauns were getting into position, right? And so, yeah. so yeah, maybe it was a purely positional turn for me, at least. Yeah, I don't know if I even took any shots. I probably took like two shots the whole game. Yeah, <laughs> just uh, a spoiler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's so like. 
typical Rebels versus Empire game that it still to this day drives me insane. Um, but then I think, was it turn two? Sabine, you move Sabine up for the grab? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so this is where the command, so, so to get onto the topic at hand, I just wanted to kind of set this all up for everybody. So uh, Nima had prepared uh, Sabine to move into the middle of the table to grab the box. Yep. I had a very clear shot from, I believe, just my ATST at that point, right? Not both. Yeah. I think, and right. Them. Yeah. And so uh, we we were prepared, and I'll kind of talk about what was going through my head, and then you could talk about what's going through your head as well. I assumed that you were going to play uh, Leia's two pip, No Time for Sorrows, and uh, to get you that extra speed one move. And I wasn't 100% sure, though, because I was like, all right, he could do that, push Sabine up. But then also in my head, I was like, maybe he's going to play ambush or something or, or, you know, and and use that for Sabine and then win on the priority. And so really at that point um, in my deck, I, I had two options. I had pin down or ambush. And in my head, I said, okay, he's going to play a two or a one. I could go with the one, but I feel like I'd be wasting it right now. Like I, I feel like I may need that later. And with the, if I play pin down and I get to go first, I can take his order token away, make him reshuffle it. And then my tank can get in position. If the ATST doesn't kill Sabine on the first yeah, shot. Totally. And so that was my thought process. And I ended up selecting pin down. And so I'll let you kind of explain where you were and why you, you selected what you selected. Yeah, so I think I had put myself in a, a tough position as well because of a mistake I made turn one where I moved up Sabine very early in the turn after she had taken one, uh, uh, I think you played maximum firepower turn one yep. and got a suppression token on her at least and maybe a wound. Um, and I just, it was the fourth game of the day. So you're yeah. not thinking clearly, right? And I'm like, oh no, I got to make sure she has both actions for this turn. Because if she takes another suppression, she's uh, she's suppressed yeah. only gets one action. Um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a dummy. I had strict orders on my list. So <laughs> <laughs> she could have taken two more shots. <laughs> uh, but I, I moved her up very early. And I was still in a position where I was going to be threatened by you shooting me. So instead of double moving up and touching the objective i double moved up and hid close to the objective within a speed one move intentionally within a speed one move because i was planning for turn two where i was going to play um no time for sorrows so that um my my hope was that maybe my opponent doesn't see this play where i'm off of the objective at the start of turn two so they're mm -hmm. thinking okay i don't have to worry too much because he he can't grab it and run immediately um but of course, Jay is a smart player. So he he knows that No Time for Sorrows is there as a potential. And yeah. I, he probably saw that uh, uh, I was within range for a speed one move to, to get onto the box. So I was waffling a little bit uh, between No Time for Sorrows or playing a high pip card. Because if, if I don't get priority on No Time, then I don't want to be going first. I want to wait until I'm last and then jump onto the box and yep. run away turn three. So that's what was going through my head. I ended up playing No Time for Sorrows and just gambled that uh, <laughs> I, I was going to have priority. 
Yeah, and so we both ended up playing a two pip. And so for those of you that don't know, it goes to a dice roll. <laughs> and so our fate of that game and of that uh, tournament was was based on a dice roll. <laughs> and so yeah. uh, so Nima ended up getting the roll and getting the priority. Yeah. And so if I remember correctly, you you took that did the move you you did the speed one move to touch the box and then sabine grabbed and ran yeah, uh towards exactly i happened. believe it was towards leia who was behind some line of sight blocking on the right hand side of the table yeah and so in my head <clears throat> i it was okay because i was like you know what i'm gonna catch up right like she she didn't go that far but the problem was i didn't have any of my any of my uh core troopers I had three three snipers and four uh, yeah four core troopers, but all my core troopers were back because they're all naked and they don't have anything else. And you had those tons coming up on the left flank as well, right? Yeah. And so I had to strategically <laughs> keep them back so that you didn't eat them alive with the tons. Right. And so I ended up killing Sabine on that turn, yeah. but you were already close enough with the rest of your army, particularly Leia, to to go out and box grab. Exactly. And yeah. that was my my goal for that turn. I knew that there was potential for her to die. I'd, it probably the only thing that she's going to do that game was move that box a single speed three move <laughs> in my direction yep. and then just start the chain of different units grabbing the box and running, possibly dying because there's an ATSD bearing down <laughs> on them. <laughs> so that the entire rest of the game was just me trying to manage the distances of my units so that they're all within a speed one move <laughs> yep. or a speed two move if they had to, to to jump up and grab a box from their buddy dying and yeah it was just so tense it was and man so so we'll get back to that because i just wanted to say like for me the most frustrating thing was again like nima said it's game it's game four you're exhausted it's like what like nine ten o'clock at night you've been there since yeah. eight uh, or, or even earlier, if you were helping set up and do things. And I remember I, I saw what you were doing and I was like, this is going to be fine because my tank is really fast and you are rebel t-shirts. So I'm going to get to you and I'm going to murder everyone and you're going to drop the box and I'm going to win on points. Right. So I'm coming around the, one of the line of sight blockers with the tank. And it's until it's too late that I realize my tank can't get in a position to get a line of sight behind so basically it was a building that was at a like a kitty corner in the corner of the of the board and i thought that my tank was going to be able to see and it it couldn't the way you had positioned uh the unit right behind the like kind of at the edge of the corner my tank couldn't see it and it couldn't fit through to drive through either and it, I, I think the the killer was that the the gap between the board edge and the building was slightly less than than half of the width of the of the tank. So there's literally no way that you get in to see because of where the line of sight point is. Yeah. And there is like a a little cutout to the building as well. I think so. I was able to hide a little. Yeah. It, yeah. It was... Honestly, it wasn't until right right before I got up to that that I realized that that was going to happen. That's when I got like I that's when the frustration hit, and I was just like, oh man, like I wish I had looked at that closer. Um, but so so let's go back to that turn. Now I don't know what your belief is, but let's say I had played ambush. Um, I definitely could have gotten the ATST in a position to shoot her. I believe without cover at that point. Um, 
because I think I could have like moved him around and he would have had the uh, aim from link targeting race. So I could have moved and with an aim and shot and p potential to kill her. Right. So do you, one did, second. yeah, no problem. Right. Here you go, buddy. <laughs> Nima's got to let his dog out. <laughs> that's, that's fine. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, yeah, I, I, I believe that, if I had played a one pip, that would have been a different game. I don't know if you saw it that same way. Yeah, I, I think so. It would have been very different. Um, I think my goal would have been the same, that I'm still going in with the mindset that Sabine's going to die after running away with the box. Mm -hmm. It would have been much closer. Uh, I think the Tauntauns would have been a little bit more critical. Yeah. I think what they ended up doing, they, all of them died that game. Um, yeah. But I think what they did was delay your tank just long enough yep. that by the time you got to that building, my guys were hidden already. Uh, they delayed your ATST just long enough as well, I think. Yep. Um, yeah, because because I still had to grab my boxes in the back. Yeah. And so it was kind of, <clears throat> yeah, it was a really smart move because with that two pip and Sabine being able to move before dying, uh yeah that really set it set the whole tone for the rest of that game yeah and so why am i bringing this up for everybody at home and 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 it's really a lesson learned <clears throat> and there's two lessons with this one is if there is a higher pip card than what you believe you should be playing at that that moment that could do better don't wait play it <laughs> Like, don't think that you need to like, oh, I may need this later, right? Uh, no, you need it right now. <laughs> like, if you feel like you need it now, you do. Yeah. Uh, you, you mean higher pip, or you mean like a, a faster card? Yeah, yeah, like a one pip versus a yeah. two pip, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and, and then the other thing, and this is a great piece of advice, I believe Mike from the Notorious Scoundrels told me this once, was don't don't pick a command card because of the flavor text pick, pick it because of the pip that you need for that turn yeah i, I remember him saying that um, and i think i for the most part i agree with that there are probably mm -hmm. some cases where that's not true but in in general yeah. that's that's a good rule of thumb yeah yeah because i think there's definitely you know if you have or, or you know especially if you're let's say you're gonna play a two pip and you have a couple options uh at the at the two pip then yeah, flavor text is going to be important. But you know, if if, <laughs> if you're just playing a card because of flavor text, then you're you're missing the point of of that. You know, unless yeah. it's something, uh, you know, like for instance, for you that no times for sorrow, right? You definitely could have played a one pip to make yeah. Sabine do what you needed her to do. But no times for sorrow because of the flavor text was the right move in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In in that case, I. I for sure was taking it because of the flavor text in that in that case. I think I didn't want a one pip. Um, if I wasn't playing No Time for Sorrows, I might have been playing maybe even uh, um, Standing Orders because yeah. I want Sabine to go last that turn. Because yeah. uh, if she goes first, she just jumps up and, and grabs it and stays there. And it's just <laughs> right. a sitting duck to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so no good comes out of it. Um, yeah. So the, and, the, and that's where the mistake from turn one comes into play. But yeah. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. And so, you know, I think when you're, you know, let's let's kind of walk people through <clears throat> the turns and then maybe maybe talk about what like a uh, what pip at it command card at at each turn is is a good choice, right? Mm -hmm. And I think in the past the the old adage was 
turn one uh, standing orders is generally, right, the card yep. that you want to yep. play. Now, I think there uh, there's definitely instances. So, so for instance, in, in the double heavy list that I was playing, um, I don't believe I ever played standing orders because the way the list work was get, I need to get order tokens to veers and the, the heavies, and then they're going to be able to move into position much faster. So usually I play the three pip on my opening turn with that. Yeah. Yeah. And in my list, in that specific list, actually, I often um, have the same approach. I think in our game, I played standing orders because we were so far apart yeah. that I wasn't too concerned about order control on the Tauntauns. I just wanted to make sure Sabine doesn't go too early. Um, but generally speaking, in that list, I play Assault. Um, so mm -hmm. I get orders onto all the Tauntauns or maybe two Tauntauns and Sabine because I want to make sure that the Tauntauns are going last so that yep. they're not getting lit up. Or if someone decides to move up, you know, you're, <laughs> you, you made a mistake because there's a Tauntaun coming. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's similar with the, the heavies, right? You want them, you want to get them orders and aim tokens and then have them go last because you want your opponent to get into a position where now the heavies are going to start stomping, you know, around the battlefield and start shooting things. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So there's this balance between order control and um, wanting to go last in the first turn. Yeah. And I think that's, um, that's the sort of, push and pull between whether you're playing a three pip or uh, standing orders that turn. Um, yeah. And let me ask you this. Do you find, so, so in these bigger tournaments that are really closely timed and you're moving faster and you know that because of the rate, the, the, you know, the, the, everyone is such a great player that, you know, that potentially it's going to be, a, you know, a, a shorter game from a round perspective. Do you find yourself changing how you play your command cards or do you think it's similar? Uh, in general, I think it, it doesn't too much. Um, I think eventually in the later turns, it does. Uh, like it, I used to play uh, Luke Skywalker lists a lot. Um, and there I tend to save Son of Skywalker for for a late turn, like even turn six sometimes, depending on the objective. Like that's a, an awesome card on like a key positions or something. Luke moves up, force pushes someone off, kills two other guys. You know, if there's someone that's whittled down, just hit him with pistols. Um, but if, if you notice that the clock is winding down and you're not gonna get to turn six, then all of a sudden I'm thinking, oh, okay, maybe, maybe I need to play this earlier because I want to get the benefit of that card out. And yep. maybe it's turn four. Um, so in that sense, yeah, I, I think you have to kind of adjust as you go, but you have this plan of, of when you want those cards to come out. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And it's so interesting, right? Cause I feel like sometimes like, mm, I, I see both sides of this argument and the argument is uh, that one side says when you're preparing your list to know what command cards you're going to play each turn, no matter what, right? Like just have that in your mind, how your list works based on the objectives, how you're going to play the command cards. And then there's kind of the other uh, side of the fence that says, well, really it should be based on the game and your opponent and what you're playing. And so uh, I'll, I'll let you go first and, and kind of your philosophy behind that. Yeah. Um, so I'll talk specifically about the list that I played at LVO um, just because that's, on the forefront of my mind right now. <laughs> um, that one, I, I for sure had almost a prescribed order that I wanted to play the cards. So turn one is usually assault. 
turn two is usually no time for sorrows. Um, and that's almost regardless of, of what the objective is. Because if I'm, if I'm not too worried about the objective, no time for sorrows is great to get a surprise movement with the Tauntauns. And I have uplink something on, on most of the Tauntauns. Um, so I can get all of them to move and Sabine to move at the same time as well. All four of them can go. Yeah. Uh, so you get massive increased threat range there. And at that time, they're getting dodge tokens off that move as well. Uh, so then that's those are the first two turns. And then turn three is sometimes explosions. Mm -hmm. And I'll use that either to get Sabine to uh, do some damage on a, a group of, um, of opponents, or if I need it for the objective, I don't even drop the bombs. I just use it for the one pip and guarantee that she gets to go and get her out of there. Because at that point, she might be too far away from Leia to get an order from her. So I have to use her one pip to get it. Yeah, it, so it's interesting because as I'm thinking back to our game, uh, that one in particular, you know, generally speaking, since, uh, by the way, I'm still still playing a very, I, I have a new variation of the double heavy <laughs> list that I play now, but still playing double heavy. Um, it, generally, what I'll do is I will probably play assault with that double heavy list on my first turn, but when I was playing you and the way Sabine was deployed and the way you were moving her, I ended up going maximum firepower because I was hoping to, with recover the supplies, I knew I knew you were coming for that middle one, right? That's what you would do with Sabine. It makes sense. And so I was like, all right, I got to get at least suppression on her, maybe a wound if I'm lucky, and I got to hit her hard and, and now, right? Um, and so that kind of changed my game. And I don't know if it was good or bad right <laughs> yeah um I, I think you you handled it well um i could see an argument for saving that for later to get one of the box carriers yep that's trying to run away um but i can see why you'd want to get early wounds on her uh just to make her think twice about maybe yeah. <laughs> running yeah. into the middle right uh yeah I'd, i could see an argument either way but i i think in hindsight, yeah, maybe it should have been saved for later because I think yeah. when she died, you had actually overkilled her. So that that one wound from maximum firepower, I think, ultimately didn't matter if I remember that correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. absolutely over. Yeah, I think I yeah. had like four wounds over what I needed to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So so I guess this is something to think about um, for 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 beginner players that are listening is that. If you kind of have a plan and, and you know your list, like I'm, I'm a proponent of, I think any list is good if, it, if the pilot is good, right? If it's a list that you've played, like that double heavy list, I played probably a hundred times leading into LVO, right? Nice. So I, I knew the list. I've been playing locally. We've, you know, we had three, four matches like leading into our match. Right. And so yeah. I just play it all the time. And it, once you know your list, then you're, you know, you, you, you're good. Right. That's, that's what it's all about. But I think what part of, uh, and back to what I was saying with the two sides is I ended up changing what I normally do because I saw an opportunity but I almost think that it was probably better to just stick to my formula that had been working. Right. Because I knew it. I knew it worked. I knew what to do with it. 
but in maybe the excitement of of being on the stream of of facing my nemesis and like wanting to pull the win out i was like he's never gonna see this coming and threw maximum firepower down on him you're right i didn't see it coming (laughs) (laughs) my first thought was oh he's he's throwing a one pip down all right that's that's going to help me later, yeah. I think, <laughs> Well, when we're coming down to, to having some kind of bidding war with the pips later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I wasn't sure who you were going to try to shoot with that. I thought maybe a, you try to whittle down a Tauntaun. Yeah. So I think I had three prime targets, if I remember correctly. It was Sabine. I think I had a Tauntaun group out in the open, and I believe there was a sniper that was in heavy cover, If yeah, I think, as, as well. And so... I, I, you know, the, the thoughts that were going through my head, if trying to, you know, listen, this is a year ago, so I could, memory is really, you know, <laughs> a, an odd thing. So maybe this is something I think now, but uh, maybe not at the time. But I think at the time it was, this, if I had killed the sniper, that would have been one less unit that could have run back to get that other box that you had. Mm-hmm. I yeah. knew Sabine was going to come for the middle and I knew taunts were bad news. So it was just, yeah, I picked you know, sometimes you make, you have to make these quick decisions in the moment and say, all right, this is, I have to go with this. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Sometimes it's just a gut feeling. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, to go back to your earlier point. um, Yeah. I think oftentimes the the pilot is more important than the list. Um, You can argue about the the value of a a particular list over any other. Mm -hmm. Um, But ultimately, if you don't know how to pilot that list, you're, you're just not going to do well. Um, we're interestingly seeing this in Invader League right now. Everyone is thinking, hey, that, that 13 activation uh, separatist list is just going to dominate, and we're seeing them just get, get whittled down. We're losing one after another. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, you need to know your list. Mm-hmm. Um, at a certain point, it just becomes second nature. Like Sometimes I'm not even thinking about the command cards that I'm playing, Yep. Um, just because I'm so so used to it but it, at a certain point you also get comfortable enough with it that you know the capabilities of each command card mm-hmm. and you can kind of see what the turn is going to look like yeah. um, so for example in our game uh, uh basically repeating something i said earlier i usually play assault turn one but i noticed in our game the board state i didn't really care about my tauntauns moving up too quickly so i saved that card for later and just played standing orders just to ensure that sabine doesn't go so you, you get this level of comfort of knowing how how the board will move, yeah. almost seeing it like a chessboard. And yeah, I mean it's interesting. Yeah, it's real interesting, right? Because I feel like um, similar to any like sport or any other type of once you like I, I think LJ from your from Team Relentless says this all the time is <clears throat> is muscle memory, right? Like yeah. you gotta build that muscle memory. And I it's funny because once you've played a list enough times and you face enough opponents, you, you kind of start seeing repeat patterns of how opponents react to your list. And yeah. so you can say, Oh yeah, I've seen this before. I know what he's going to do. And so that was like, I, that's how I knew Sabine was going for that middle box. Right. I've, 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 I've seen this before. <laughs> like I, I know what's going to happen. And he has Leia. So definitely no time for sorrows. It's going to play into this. Um, and then just trying to make the best decision with your pips from there, right. From, from that point on um, it's, yeah, it's a really interesting, you know, thought like 
do I go in and just have my command cards and I know exactly what I'm going to play each turn or do I adjust on the fly? And I don't know. I, I wonder if pers it's a personality thing because I don't know if I'm personally capable of adjusting on the fly. So. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, totally. I, yeah, I think that maximum firepower, though, though it went okay, uh, probably threw off my rhythm a little bit of what <laughs> I'm like used to playing, you know? Sure. Yeah. 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 It, it breaks down that muscle memory. Yeah. 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 For me, I, I do like having a plan going in, but I'm, I'm also just reassessing, even with every single activation, I'm, yeah. I'm re looking at, you know, what the board state is and, that sometimes that leads me to play a little bit slower than I'd like. <laughs> but, yeah, right. uh, yeah. Uh, just because you're you're rethinking everything as you go. Um, but I, I think it's helpful. Do you think, so do you think that that kind of command structure and like how you're going to play per turn, do you think that is highly dependent on like centerpiece pieces as well? So like for you, it was Sabine and the Tauntauns, right? And then for me, it was the double heavies. So I wonder if you have a less centerpiece dependent list, if maybe you have more freedoms. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That, that seems valid. Um, so I, I do tend to play more centerpiece oriented lists. Um, yeah. yeah. Like I, I love playing Luke. Um, but then once, once Luke goes down the, the rest of the list is, is uh, not, <laughs> usually able to support whatever you're trying to do yeah luke usually holds a list on his back is yeah exactly does. yeah <laughs> yeah and then i transition to sabine and tauntaun list which is a, a little bit less fragile because you have mm -hmm. multiple pieces um, but still once those pieces go down you, you have almost nothing left like in yeah. our game they were just dying left and right <laughs> i um, well, that was right. That was the joke. I think afterwards, uh, Mike and David and Alex David were streaming our game mm -hmm. and they're like, well, Jay, uh, positive from that is Nima didn't kill any of your units. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was the like true. positive takeaway. I killed two models in the yeah. entire game. I think yeah. I killed two models. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I think I took out most, right. You had like two, one or two unit, two or three units left at the end. So I think, yeah, I, I was holding three objectives and I think I had three units. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and they did just what and I think that's a great example. Um, just to go off command cards for a second, but that's a great example of how to play rebels. Is they like uh, this is a lot of things I see wrong sometimes when people play rebels. Is they're like they want to get in that gunfight, and you're like, whoa, 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 don't do that. Uh, yeah. You have t-shirts, like you don't yeah. right. And but so that was a perfect example of we want to hit and then we want to run and yeah, hide, exactly. right? Yeah, we run and hide. It, it's all about positioning. That's the most important thing. You're not necessarily looking for attacks. You're looking for opportunities to score points. And you have to really be forward thinking with where you're going to be, what your ranges are. Um, so you're trying to be as safe as possible. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the nature of these, these sort of uh, focus piece lists. And I think we can contrast that to something like the the previous uh, republic lists probably where the the centerpiece is probably something like rex yeah uh, you do have his two pip and the timing of that is important i think um, but outside of that you're you're mostly just your army is generating tokens for everyone <laughs> right, right. so who, who cares what 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 yeah. pip card you play yeah and almost 
Yeah. And it's, it's interesting, right? Because it's it, that, I think that's one of the great parts about this game is the whole command phase mm -hmm. piece of it, right? It really adds that additional layer to the game of thought and not just like pushing my minis forward and firing and then you and then you push a mini forward and fire right and right it's kind of like a weird cat and mouse game that you're playing to on top of on top of the whole thing right yeah yeah it's true like you're going through these phases every turn but no turn is the same and yeah. it's entirely because of that command phase where you're setting the stage of what that turn is going to look like both in terms of you know who's going to get to go first which also implies who's going to get to go last. Those are both two very important things. Yep. Um, and sometimes the flavor text will come in, into play as well, because that will determine what that person's strategy is going to be. So if you can predict what your opponent is going to play, then you're going to have a, a good handle of what you're expecting to see out of them. And if you didn't predict what they were going to play, it, once you see their card, then you, you do get a sense uh, you get a more concrete sense of what they're going to try to do. So you can maybe yeah. respond to that with your, your early activations. Yeah, you can try. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes sometimes you I'm can going try. well. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So here's a question for you. When you're, when you're building a list, <clears throat> at what point in, and, and listen, we're, for those of you listening who are beginners, we're veteran players, right? So it may be different for us, for you. I'm just trying to get a wide scope for everybody. When you're building a list, though, at what point in the build process do the thought of the command cards come in for you? Uh, for me, actually, it, interestingly, it's always last. I'm thinking about the units first. I'm not necessarily thinking about command cards. Yeah, uh, it's usually the last part, uh, and sometimes, like it, there's a sometimes there's a circle to it, right? Yeah, you're there's a feedback loop during the design process where you're laying out, out your units and then you get to the command phase or the command cards and you think, oh, actually this command card would be nice to have. So maybe I'll go change my list and bring this, yeah. this unit in. Um, like I, I was sometimes building my Sabine Tauntaun list with just the generic commander. And I just, the, the value of no time for sorrows is so good. So when I get yeah. down to the part where I'm picking my command cards, I'm like, okay, I, yes, I'm, I'm bringing Leia just for this card, right. <laughs> but it's such a good card. <laughs> Yeah, I would say same for me, but with Veers is it's like, okay, sure, I could get a generic commander in there, but between like evasive maneuvers with a double heavy list and then having that maximum fire kind of in your back pocket to say, okay, if, 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 if the opportunity presents itself, I, I could potentially do some damage um, is really nice. And so, yeah, I would say, you know, for me, um, what I do, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird order. So I, like you, I'm a centerpiece player. And so I'll pick one to two centerpiece units, whether it doesn't matter command or commander or, or heavies in my case. And then I'll go, okay, now who has command cards that'll help this out? Right. Like, and then that's how I pick the next unit. Right. <laughs> and then yeah. I just fill in the gaps with a bunch of <laughs> naked troopers and go, there we go. <laughs> yep. That's exactly my thought process as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm playing Rebel, so no one's playing anything other than <laughs> naked troopers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, um, okay. So here's another question for you. In your opinion, this is Nima's A plus opinion, everybody. So take take this <laughs> to the bank. Uh, what is for the bang for the buck? What's the best command card or even set of command cards? I'll take I'll take both answers. Okay. Best 
command cards. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm cheating. I'm looking through. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> um, okay. I think if we're gonna look at set of command cards, yep. It's really hard to beat Dooku. Okay. That's that's a really good set of command cards um, because it's it's also coming with with uh, cunning. Yeah. So you you have a really good chance of of going first. So. Um, you, you have that going for you, and then just there's so many shenanigans that he plays with those cards. Yep. Just the fact that he can remove order tokens, exactly what you were trying to do with pin down, yeah, but, yes. but he just does it for free. Yeah, he just does it way better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so he has that. He has the one where you can get extra movement off of um, yep. his attacks, I think, um, extra suppression. Uh, he has the, the one where he just has a bomb of an attack on someone. Uh, yeah, so that's a really good set of command cards. Um, as far as singular command card, that's a tougher one. I think Palpatine has a really good one. Yeah. Um, his his two pip, I think. The one where he can, he's basically guaranteeing to go first with that card. Yeah. Because he's picking, you know, he just makes your sniper in the back go first. Right. right. Um, Man, I, I would say it's Son of Skywalker. Oh, I think so. Maybe one of the best cards in the game. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know. Attack, attack twice with seven black dice? Okay, yeah, sure, sure. Attacking twice is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. So what do you think? Who do you, what commander? And I, I listen, I haven't looked at Lando and Kalis enough to add them to this conversation on my end, but... True. What commander do you think has the best army support cards from a command perspective? So if I'm not going to play a centerpiece, I'm just playing maybe maybe I'm going to play a gun line or uh, you know I'm going to play just bodies. Who who do you think would support that the best? From I, we could go by faction or you could just pick who you think would support it the best overall. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, hmm. I can I can talk while you're thinking if that if sure that helps yeah. you yeah yeah um, so for me I'm gonna go Empire again I'm gonna say I think Director Krennic I think Krennic has the best overall like support cards for for his army right he has the his one pip that basically lets him choose three tokens that he gets to look at and and put those out whenever he wants so now you you have that kind of activate that order control with four because you have Krennix and then three more that are on his card. You have the deploy the garrison, which, uh, you know, gets you the standby for two of your troopers. And if you have death troopers, I mean, or shore troopers, uh, that's such a good card. And then annihilation looms, which is basically just handing out suppression, <laughs> which is amazing as well. Yep. Um, but yeah, so that would be my pick. Yeah. That's a good one. Annihilation looms because you can build your list to not care at all about that suppression. Yeah. Yeah. So Espe it's almost yeah. like it's like anti-support, actually. <laughs> You're suppressing the other team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So good. Yeah. Okay. I think I have mine. All right. Here we that go. That was a really good pick. Hey, thanks. Um, all right. This might be unpopular. Uh, I'm gonna go with Obi-Wan. Okay. He's he's got some some strong support. I'm listening. 
<laughs> I'm not so agreeing, but I'm listening. <laughs> he's, he's generating what 20 some odd uh, surge tokens for his army. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, he's got, um, I guess nimble doesn't really help him too much in the uh, support, um, but it, he can, he can guardian during melee attacks. He, he's, uh, but the generating the support or the, uh, the surge tokens, I think is, is a massive thing for that army that can share yeah. surge yeah. tokens. Um, so what is he doing? It, it's one surge token for each other friendly unit at range one. And he's given that to two other units, um, and plus himself. Yeah. Uh, so if you have an army of, of, uh, nine or 10 activations, you're, if you're all bunched up, you're getting eight or nine surge tokens per unit. Yep. So you're basically not taking wounds that turn. <laughs> Your entire army is right. is uh, is death troopers. <laughs> yeah. God. All right. That's that's actually a pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah. Plus he has his surge tokens for when he wants to guardian. Um, so you can guarantee that your army is not taking wounds for the most part. <laughs> Obi Wan might take a couple. Oh yeah. Wow. Um, all right. Let me ask you this. Do you think? It is unfair <laughs> that the two new factions, their second set of generic cards seems so much better than than Rebels and Empire. Like that seems unfair. I'm I just like to point out that, that that's unfair. They both have orbital strikes. <laughs> like, they, like what? Is is this our, our hot take segment? Yeah, this is the hot take <laughs> this, segment. Yeah. This this feels like a lukewarm take. I think we can do better. Yeah. This absolutely it's they're better than the old ones. <laughs> oh, all yeah. right. I guess that was pretty easy. <laughs> Give me a hard one. Yeah. Yes, uh, they no, are those easier. Are, yeah, those are those are very strong cards. Um, yeah. On on paper, it almost looks like uh, the the Republic one is worse than what you get out of Leia, right? Because yeah. um, she can hit anything anywhere on the map, uh, but the Republic one has beam, so it mm -hmm. has to hit things that are clumped up. Yeah. Um, but but overall, I think it's more dice, isn't it? It's three versus her two, if I'm remembering it correctly. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean they do have some stipulations, right? I think the the orbital strike for the droids is it's a droid trooper, friendly commander droid trooper. So yeah, you can't really you know Dooku can't do it, uh, right. and then or a friendly field commander, which mm -hmm. that's real nice that the two new factions yeah. have field commander. <laughs> I would love to see a general vice or wedge be a field commander. That would be amazing, but. We don't always get what we want, do we? That would have been a really cool errata, yeah. I think. It, it totally fits them thematically, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Like, I would like to go back in time and beat you at LVO last year, <laughs> but can't do that either. <laughs> no. 2022, maybe? Yeah, I hope so. I hope that we have it. I honestly, if we have an LVO tournament in 2022 and we both can make it and we face off, I would be fine with you beating me again, sir, just to be able to play. Uh, that'd be so much fun. Yeah. I wouldn't even care about the outcome. It'd be so much fun. That's exactly, yeah, that's exactly what I was, you know, we've been talking a lot about that lately on the fifth troopers. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't even, I just want to play, man. Like, I don't care. I'll, I don't care if I lose every single game. I just want to play. Like, yeah. I just miss it so much. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah. So Nima, do you have any final words of wisdom when it comes to command cards for our audience words of wisdom 
Um, I like, think they don't have to be very wise if you don't want them to be. I just fine. I was trying to set um, you up there, but sure. And I, I think it's just it's so important to read the board state uh, every single turn. Yeah. Uh, you you have to come in with some some comfort with your list and knowing what you're trying to do overall in the game, um, and knowing your battle deck, especially and knowing you know what the conditions of the current game are. Mm -hmm. uh, but you just you have to reassess every single turn, and and decide, you know, how how quickly do I want to go this turn in, in terms of how many pips you play, um, not your speed of play. Uh, but yeah, so think about that. And then flavor text usually comes second. Yep. And just got to you got to think on your feet sometimes. Yeah, I like all that. Yeah, and I, I like to where our conversation, I, th I think we ended up with a really good kind of uh, recommendation too, is that sometimes playing a pip so that you can hold units back is the right decision too, right? For, yeah. for you, it was Tauntauns. For me, it's the heavy units, but being able to have them go or Sabine having them go last, right, is really, yeah. really key as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, think that's, that's some pretty good recommendations. Standard. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll end it there. Nima, thank you so much for joining me. Really appreciate yeah. this. Thank you so much for having me, Jay. It's good yeah. to see you. Yeah, you too, man. And uh, everybody, join me next week. I am actually going to be talking about, we're going to cover your turn. I'm going to have another special guest next week. So, so come join us and learn even more about Legion. Awesome. All right, <laughs> All right everybody. Have a good week. Join us next week for another edition of the Fifth Trooper podcast. This has been a Fifth Trooper production.